We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 19th, 2018. And um, today, going to be covering some very important, really, warnings about more things that could be potentially happening between now and the midterms and, and after that. Uh, so these are just more specifics. Uh, I'm going to be covering a subject today that's very, very important if you live in any type of coastal area of the United States, really anywhere in the world. And we're going to be going over that kind of in depth. It's, it's I haven't really covered that particular topic before. And as a watchman, this is a very warning type of study that I'm doing today. I'm going to be doing a lot of warning about potential things that may be coming and also regarding specific ways to pray about what could be potentially coming. So uh, before we get into that, just a quick Bible study for uh, Romans chapter 12 uh, verses 9 through 21. Just a lot of stuff that is covered here in these verses. And Romans 12 9 says, let love be without dissimulation. Now that means without hypocrisy. So let love be without hypocrisy, essentially. Uh, abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. And that's tough to do in, in today's day and age, you know, because there the, seems like the good is shrinking and shrinking, you know. But we're to abhor that which is evil. Uh, ye that love the Lord hate evil, the Bible also says. So evil is something that we, we should hate. And if it's not something you hate, pray to God to give you that ability. I mean, obviously, I think there's, you know, I just think there's certain people that have maybe more of a propensity to hate evil more, okay? Um, it doesn't mean, and again, it's not so much hating the person, but understanding what's motivating the person, which is always demons, devils, evil entities. That's where we need to be focusing our, our um, efforts. And not even so much hatred, but just the hatred of evil itself. Next verse, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. In other words, putting others ahead of yourself. Jesus Christ said, let them that's greatest among you, let him be your servant. Okay, so kind of along the same lines there. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So you can see this is covering a lot of bases, these verses. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation, which, you know, <laughs> that's tough to do, but, you know, patience is part of the walk of Christ, essentially. It's it's a big part of it, and, and it's not typically a fun part. Being patient isn't exactly, you know, <laughs> the most uh, fun thing to do. And a lot of people, I mean, including myself, have a lot of problems with patience, you know, but the Bible does talk a lot about, if you just do a keyword search for the word patience, you'll see that it's very necessary and very much a part of any Christian's walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So patient and tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of the saints, which was is really more the essence of New Testament giving. I've done a whole study on the Old Testament Levitical tithe compared to what are what are what are the parameters for New Testament giving? It's not the tithe, 
the Levitical 10% tithe that was given to literally keep the Levitical priesthood and the temple in service, basically, and, and to keep the Levitical priesthood supported, okay? Um, I'm not saying that, that we don't have a similar thing today with pastors and evangelists, but it's not the exact same thing. It's not the exact same thing. Um, the Bible talks about the Lord love of the cheerful giver. It also says, uh, as a man hath purposed in his heart, so let him give these types of things. Anyway, I've done a whole study in there. Just key in tithe in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I get into that whole subject. But the really, essentially, in, in the New Testament, it was distributing to the necessity of the saints was more the, the essence of New Testament giving. You didn't have a temple anymore, okay? And these big, gigantic mega churches that they build and things of this nature, you know, particularly 501c3 corporate under the government, get the right to exist by the government, all that stuff, is really unbiblical, okay? The, all the money is going to the literal structure and into the all of the, uh, you know, inner workings of all the, all the big support staff that it keeps to, you know, to take a church of that size and keep it going. Whereas in the New Testament, at least the way it started out, it was not that way. They were like home churches. There was probably very low overhead. They met in small groups. It wasn't like it is today. And you look at, well, we're so much better today. We're so much more godly. No, it's the exact opposite. You know, I mean, you look at Revelation 3, where it talks about the Laodicean church and things of that nature. So I just think we've got a lot of things um, backwards now regarding the way it really should be according to what the Bible talks about and the way things were back then. Uh, given to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, but it is something that the Bible does talk quite a bit about, not only in the Gospels, but even here in, in Romans. Um, now you don't bless them when you bless somebody. My, my opinion on this is that I feel like that the biggest blessing you could ask for anybody that's persecuting you and most likely whoever's persecuting you is unsaved. I would hope, you know, um, now there's a lot of friendly fire quote, friendly fire nowadays as well. Uh, but the best thing I believe you could pray for somebody, and the most important thing by far is for their salvation. So I believe that's the biggest blessing you could ask any person that's persecuting you to be blessed with. Salvation. Now, the Bible talks about the goodness and the severity, and the severity. It doesn't, and these are separate verses, but it talks about the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance, and also the severity of the Lord can lead thee to repentance. Most of the time, for most people in today's day and age, like let's say unsafe family members, it's going to be the severity of the Lord that's going to lead them to repentance. It was the way, it was that way with my parents. <laughs> I mean, you know. Like I've told that story so many times, you know, 10 years of them losing their multi-million dollar company and ultimately in the end to lose that, their house, um, their health, their lives was the only way they were going to get saved. It was it. They had to be stripped of every single thing. So in that case, it was the severity of the Lord that led my parents to repentance. 
in today's day and age, as carnal as it is and as materialistic as it is, and my parents were heavily involved in that, the, the stuff, the goodies, the carnality and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm just saying that was the way I was raised. Um, most of the time, that's what's going to get somebody saved. Okay, the severity. Uh, especially in today's day and age. So you can also pray for them. The Bible talks about the spirit of adoption. Okay, so just to elaborate that on a little bit um, further, uh, just a couple chapter, four chapters back from where we were at, if you live after the flesh, you shall die. So if you're a Christian and you're born again and you are living after the flesh, you're going to die. Now, again, that's not, that's not a place you want to be, okay? Um, the Bible says, to whom the Lord, the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth, chasteneth, and if you be without chastisement, meaning... A, a father can spank his own kid in order to discipline him. That's what chastisement is in this re particular regard. So um, if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards, meaning you were, you were never a son to begin with. And as a result, if you see somebody that's calling themselves a Christian, uh, living a life of, uh, I don't know, sin, for lack of better words, and there's no chastisement on their lives and there's no conviction and they're just going their merry way and it almost seems like their conscience is seared with a hot iron well then they're bastards it's it's and again i'm not saying go around judging everybody and pointing the finger i'm just saying observing their fruits by their fruits you shall know them jesus christ said that very clear so um if you see somebody living after the flesh meaning they're living for the flesh they're living after their own carnal desires and that doesn't mean that again i don't believe that means walked around in sinless perfection but use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, is what the Bible says. Not the liberty that you have in Christ. Don't use it for an occasion to the flesh. If ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye, through the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, that lives inside a born-again Christian, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Um, this is living the crucified life. It's not easy, okay? It's not not easy to do this in today especially in today's day and age uh, you have to do it through the holy spirit you have that's the only way you can really mortify the deeds of the body now you, or you can do it like the catholics do it and the monks and that where they flagellate themselves and 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 uh you know they'll go to their you know lady of medjugorje and walk on their knees for like a mile until their bones are showing out of their knees to prove what great catholics they are that's works based <laughs> that is works based trying to earn your way to heaven all religions are, are that way other than just what the new testament particularly in regard to what the new testament says about salvation you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest any man should boast now works will follow you know but you don't put the cart before the horse so you don't trust in your own works to get you to heaven. Now, if you're not unsure about the whole salvation thing, go to my website, contendingfortruth.com. Click on the True Salvation tab, and I'll walk you through the whole thing there. That's the most important decision you will ever make by far. Um, so then it goes on to say, but if, you through do, if ye through the Spirit, capital S, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. 
So that's how we mortify the deeds of the body, through the Holy Spirit. So if you're having a hard time controlling your flesh, ask for the Holy Spirit to help you mortify the deeds of your body. I would also highly recommend, like with this, with um, with the Win Worley thing that I talked about before, just give Win Worley uh, deliverance. And you'll see, go through that. You know, you might need to go through it, I don't know, four, five, six, seven times or whatever. But that is a really good way to address those issues if you're if you're struggling in any particular area of your life you can you can do that and um it will help you it will help you deliverance is for saved people it is not for unsaved it would make no sense to deliver an unsaved person because the bible is very clear that when you clean out the house of an unsaved person if it is not occupied if that territory is not occupied they will come back seven times worse it makes no sense to deliver an unsaved person other than if they're going to get saved you know that's the that's the only time that you would you know think about doing something like that uh so the maniac at the gatherings okay the one that was in the cemetery that was probably the greatest example of that he was delivered but then he was saved like essentially instantaneously so just can't win worley uh deliverance and you'll find it on on youtube and he's also got you can do search you you can buy like 50 of his little booklets for like 100 bucks or something online those are those are up there as well you can do keyword searches or you can email me and i'll, I'll get you the links to that um for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear because this is a spirit of bondage. This is an evil spirit that they're talking about. This is a specific evil spirit of Satan, essentially. One of his minions in his armies. There's different spirits that do different things. Probably the greatest example I've seen of that is if you key in Howard Pittman. And he was, he was a Baptist preacher. I've met him. I've, I literally went to hear him speak a long time ago. And he was taken before God, and and um, that hear his testimony, hear see what he was shown about these specific spirits that have specific functions, literally in the body of Satan. Okay, Satan's army. They do specific things. This is one of them: the spirit of bondage, again to fear. The spirit of bondage is going to bring you into fear of man. It's going to bring you into fear of the world. It's going to bring you into the fear of, of all the circumstances. Now, this is hard because a lot of the stuff that I talk about, if you're in the flesh and you're just looking at it from that particular standpoint, it can that, that spirit can try to get on you because it's overwhelming what we're dealing with. So that's why I keep saying you have to constantly keep going back to the word of the Lord. But also, it is, it is biblical as a watchman for me to warn. I have to warn. There's more to warn about now than there's ever been in the history of mankind. So you have to have this balance with the information that I'm covering, but always going back to the Lord Jesus Christ, always going back to his word, always praying and fasting and, 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 and focusing it on Jesus Christ. Because Jesus has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of sound mind, and all those things, Okay. But the fear of man bringeth a snare. So 
particularly with the information I cover, this is very, very important because people get overwhelmed. I'm, I'm going to read you an, an email from a listener I just got where I kind of address this a little bit more. So this is the part of the of the verse that I was kind of that brought me to this. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Okay. But you have received the spirit, capital S, of adoption. There is a literal angelic spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba Father. We're adopted into the family of God. It's a specific spirit having to do with getting people saved. Adopting us into the family of God. Because we're just not automatically part of the family of God. You know? That's a that's a free that's a choice we have to make. Now I understand if you're an infant or something that dies and you know that or a small child, I get that. I understand. I'm not saying they're going to hell. But I'm talking about once you get bond beyond that age of accountability where, you know, this is the spirit of adoption that 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 you can pray be sent to your unsaved family members to get them saved. You can pray for them, Lord, whatever it takes, if it's if it's the goodness of the Lord to, that leadeth them to repentance or if it's if, if it's the severity of the Lord that leadeth them to repentance, whatever it takes, God, whatever it takes to get them saved, I pray you do that. And that might be them, God, taking away every single thing away from them, including their life. It's the way it was for both my parents. So... And I prayed that way for a long time and God gave me what I wanted, but it was at a high price for them, especially. So this is a literal spirit of adoption that you can pray. Win Worley's was the one I really keyed me in on this, about this. He prays for the, uh, the unsaved people around him, the spirit of adoption. And please give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. Move, remove any hindering factors for them that, that would be blocking them from getting saved, that be, would be blinding them. You know? Uh, where Whereby we cry, Abba, like Daddy, essentially, Father. And then it says, the spirit, capital S, itself beareth witness with our spirit. See, we're body, soul, spirit. Okay, so the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit inside us, itself beareth witness with our spirit, little spirit, that's our spirit, lowercase s, that we are the children of God. So that's one of the ways that we, we know because the Holy Spirit beareth witness with our spirit to know that we are the children of God, that we are in the, the faith. Doesn't mean, you know, you, you could still be, I believe, backslidden and, and, and you could still be you know, but it doesn't mean that that person is going to hell. It just means that they're backslidden. Now, again, that's not a place you want to stay. <laughs> it's not a place you want to be. You don't want to go before the judgment seat of Christ. And when all of your works are tried, that they're all burned up as wood, hay, or stubble. And that you're saved, yet so is by fire. That's what the Bible says about, I think it's almost like getting into heaven like by the skin of your teeth. Which is actually a biblical term, skin in your teeth. That's where I believe the expression came from. You can just do a keyword search for that. Uh, so you want gold, silver, precious stones when it's tried by fire, because those are those are rewards that are going to last for eternity. That you know you'll have. Whereas wood, hay, or stubble, 
will all be burned up and you won't have any real rewards. You will be saved, it says, yet so is by fire. But that's not really how anybody, you know, should be striving to <laughs> enter the kingdom of God, that type of thing. All right, so let's go back to this, um, these verses here. Uh, let's see here. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. There's a lot of Bible verses that talk about that, even in the Old Testament. Uh, be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. I really think that that has a lot to do with seeking those out that are humble. You know, I love being around humble people. And you're typically not going to get that with like the movers and the shakers and the power brokers and a lot of the people that have attained some kind of big time status in life. Almost every single instance of that pride is going to enter in. It's very hard to keep pride away. That's why the Bible says it's easier for a, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Because typically with riches cometh pride because that pride man will look to his riches as his strong tower, as his deliverance, like the Bible says, and basically say to God, well, I'm in need of nothing. I've got all these riches I can fall back on. But then the Bible talks about, you know, thou fool, verily this night thy soul will be required of thee. <laughs> you know, in, that, in the Gospels it talks about that. Because the money can't save you from hell. Can't do it. God could take you. You're, I mean, anybody that's unsaved, if you think about it, like an adult that's unsaved, they're hanging out over hell by a string, by a thread. 24-7. I don't care how much money you've got. I don't care. You could have every single thing in the world and all it's going to take is that string being cut and you plunge into hell and that money didn't do you any good at all. So that's why, you know, it's so um, important to stay humble. Going further here. Mind not high things, but condescend of men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. It's all basically fighting pride. Humility is the remedy for pride. And fear of God is, is really the remedy for pride as well. And the fear of God will, will bring humility. Okay. Um, the Bible talks about, to this man will I look to those that tremble at my word. You know. And, and, and um, or of a meek and contrite spirit. So, that's who God looks to. He resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So, humility is an absolute total prerequisite for, for getting your prayers answered, for God hearing you, for God's really his protection. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. You cannot fear God and be operating in pride at the same time. Because pride is the opposite of the fear of God. If you're proud, you're really not fearing God, most likely. And I just don't see how those two can commingle, you know? Um, so going further. Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. So again, recompensing no man evil for evil, that's not always easy to do, especially if you're in the moment. Um, uh, 
somebody goes by in traffic, you know, gives you the middle finger or something, cuts you off, gives you the middle finger. And that's that's tough to, to not want to, you know, that's evil that's just been done to you. And it's it's hard, very, very hard, especially for somebody like me, to not want to recompense that, you know, because some people can let that roll off their back like duck off a of water's back and then other people aren't built that way i'm not really built that way that's something i struggle with i think that's something that a lot of people probably struggle with the way henry groover approaches it is that um what the lord i guess showed him a long time ago is and this is this is something you would have to pray for i really believe is to not take it personally that's that's the actual the literal term to not take it personally which is very hard to do so if you're having a hard time in that area ask god for that ability to not take it personally when you're reviled or when something like that happens uh, easier said than done but only god can give you that ability Provide things honest in the sight of all men, meaning you be upright. If you, your word is your bond, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. You know, I see a real big problem with a lot of people in that regard, uh, and especially in today's day and age. Uh, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. So as much as lieth within you, if it be possible, it's not always possible. Okay, but that's what we should strive for is to try to live peaceably with all men. Muslims are the exact opposite of that. They, they strive as much as lieth within them to live savagely with all men. It's so much of what Islam is is the exact polar opposite of what the Bible commands. And I think that's why that black death cult is so offensive to me because... They act like they're, and I, and I love it when they say we're monotheists and you and you Christians are pagans because you have this triune pagan God you worship because it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So they're, they're monotheists. They only worship one God. They only worship one big devil, fallen angel called Allah, the moon God. Okay, so they're better. They're not pagan, you know. Um, and literally so many tenets of their of their cult is literally the exact polar yet they act like they're so much better and they're and they're so morally upright and they're so puritanical and i mean they you know they're out there you know raping little kids sexually generally mutilating their daughters they're out there with farm animals and stuff having sex all the stuff that they do that goes on that's documented every single day chopping off the believers heads and, and 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 raping the infidel women and you know all the stuff that they do all for the name of Allah and they act like that makes them holy they they literally glory in their shame so again you know you would pray for them the spirit of adoption and 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 most likely the severity of God which leadeth you know if it's possible for any of them to be saved that's how I would probably direct my prayers whatever it takes God because it's most likely going to take a lot of severity to, um, you know, wake up a, a Muslim. Uh, 
then it goes on to say, Dearly beloved, avenge, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. So that's a tough one as well. Uh, to avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. Vengeance, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Um, this is why when I have all these people coming out doing like dedicated teachings and sermons on me that I am like the, you know, Satan's right hand man now and I'm Luciferian I'm all, and I'm all this stuff. You don't see me coming out with teachings trying to um, go after them. I used to have more of a propensity to do that. But I'm just trying not to even do that. Because the Bible says to avenge not yourselves. And uh, to give place under wrath. For vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt keep, heap coals of fire on his head. He's going to feel real guilty, in other words, when you do this. <laughs> He's going to feel real bad about the fact that, you know, he might have been trying to destroy you or kill you or vile you all of a sudden. And then you're giving him, you're giving him a drink and you're feeding him. And, you know, that's what it means, whether thou shalt keep heap coals of fire in his head he's going to feel very guilty he's going to really start to reevaluate probably his own life that's the whole purpose of it be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good that is the essence of of what we need to try to do we're surrounded by so much evil nowadays um i think that one of the best ways you can overcome evil with good too you know not taking it personally tough to do only the only thing i could say to you is pray that god gives you that ability but in prayer and fasting and in doing the things that these verses say is the best way to overcome evil with good a lot of the tenets of what we just covered and then through prayer and fasting you see evil the bible talks about remitting sins and um the remission of sins there are when Jesus uh, came back to his disciples, the first thing that, that he did when he saw them all together is that said he breathed on them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And then he said, whoever sins you remit, they remitted unto them. And whoever sins you retain, they were retained unto them. That's not very much ever preached on. Key in remitting sins or remit sins in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com. I've covered that before. But it is a, it is a, it's, it's almost like binding and loosing. It is a scriptural power that jesus gave us that it's hardly ever ever preached on and i don't mean like you're remitting their sins like well only the blood of jesus christ can cover sins it's not that it's it's some it's almost like praying for them the spirit of adoption when you remit another's sins it's almost like giving them space to repent it's another thing that you can do for your unsaved family members that's how i've heard henry groover describe it and it is in the bible but it's never preached on Hardly ever. I've never heard it other than Henry Groover ever preach on it. Um, his wife just died. Um, Judith, I believe. And um, I believe the whole funeral is up on Facebook. The whole, if you want to watch that. I, she went to be with the Lord. Okay, so, you know, and I and I think she was, you know, in a, in a rough situation 
where you know she was um uh she had a, a lot of health stuff going on and uh but henry seems to be recovering slowly he literally got down to 111 pounds i'm pretty sure henry's like over six feet tall you know i can't even imagine this is this horrific thing that he just went through anyway i gave a full you can hear him what he went through in the last email i sent out um there's links to it on that it's only like a 10 minute testimony but um yeah if you would pray for him and his family because they're they just lost he lost his wife his children lost their mom henry's just trying to recover from this horrible horrific health crisis that he just went through um anyway um so we have all that to think about okay so i'm going to segue now into this question which is kind of along the same lines uh about dealing with all this evil we were surrounded by listener question and this is from a listener and she said okay in my world everybody thinks that i am completely crazy if i mention anything like this typically meaning a lot of the subjects i cover even though it's so easy to document this stuff even though it's you know not in our imaginations even though i've been doing this since 06 me and a lot of other people easily verifiable this stuff but see there are demonic there are demons and devils that block people from receiving this information that's you you remember we battle not against flesh and blood but against princes and principalities see there's spiritual things that we're battling that's our true battle so in her world everybody thinks that i'm completely crazy if i mention anything like this i am utterly just sick i cannot think about anything else i don't know how you do what you do dr johnson no idea how you stand it i'm in i mean i'm in this all the time this is my life this is i've lived in this zone for years and years and years now going way back before 06 i just wasn't an official ministry before 06 but i could you could go all the way back to probably the late very late 90s that i've been in this watchman mode mindset and um I feel like that some people are just called to it and I've been in it so long that it's literally like, it's like anything else. If you, if you're doing something all the time, you're going to get used to it. You're, you're just going to adapt to it. And the Holy Spirit helps you do to do that, I believe. And, and to help you have balance because it's very important to have balance with all this. We don't want to immerse ourselves in this types of type of information 24 seven you do, you do not want to do that because you're in a very negative thought pattern at the same time it is very biblical you go to ezekiel 3 and ezekiel 33 where the bible says okay i say to the watchman if the watchman warned not the city if you see the sword coming to the city i'm paraphrasing and he warned not the city then their blood will i require at the watchman's hand but if the watchman does warn them and they take not heed to what the watchman says his blood their blood will not I will, i will not require at the watchman's hand so i have a, a moral and biblical obligation to warn my listeners about the devices of satan and the traps and all the the wickedness i see satan potentially bringing i don't have a choice as a watchman 
to not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us, which is the absolute norm in today's day and age. Satan has such an advantage on the body of Christ because they don't take heed. They're not being taught this type of information. They have no balance. They're just going to the churches and they're getting... You could go to a church and, and, and hear a really great gospel message and, you know, but they're not getting the balance of okay well what about the devices of satan what about the warnings what about the things we need to be praying about what about i mean why isn't the church standing up to the abortion industry more why isn't the church standing up to like the the pornography industry and why isn't the church standing up to islam and all the wickedness they see going on in government they they have enough numbers to do it easily even if they just did it through the, in the voting booth, even if the, but you know, the 501c3 status says you're not supposed to talk about political things. So they don't want to je jeopardize losing that. That is sorry. That is so beyond sorry. I, I don't even know what to say. It's pathetic. So, you know, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4.6. I wish I didn't have to do what I do, but because it's not really being done in the church, I don't really feel like I have a choice. Uh, going, then she says, uh, and I have no idea how you stand it. This stuff is beyond evil, way beyond, because it is just unreal. These people, they must not be real people. That's probably true. They have to be just complete all the way demons. Well, I mean, the Illuminati have bragged that they're not human. Just so you know that they've, they've bragged that our bloodlines are different than yours that the anunnaki nephilim fallen angels we're in that bloodline and this is why we're we're in the position that we're in if you were satan okay the prince of the power of the air the ruler of this present day world i'm not saying jesus christ isn't on the throne and father god and they don't but god's given him a time where he's going to rise to power and he's going to have you know in part his way for a time and particularly during the tribulation that we're we, you know we could be moving into very shortly so the bible predicts that it's not anything that snuck up on god and if you were satan who would you give the power to wouldn't you give it to your literal children wouldn't you give it to your literal seed line the illuminati brags that they're not of 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 a uh natural origin bloodline they they talk about the merovingian bloodline and all that stuff and i've done whole studies on that Skin Merovingian, you know, they've bragged. So many people have seen these people at the top shapeshift. They're not. I mean, there's a very, very high likelihood these people are not. They're they're partially human. What, what was what was a Nephilim in Genesis six? It was part fallen angel, part human. So they can look human. And have human looking attributes but their essence their core is pure evil it's an abomination when fallen angels commingle and interbreed with humans it's an abomination and they're pure evil that's who satan has cho chosen to give the majority of power to on planet earth and this is why they're all pedophiles and because it's the most wicked thing you could pretty much do. And if you were pure wickedness anyway, well, they're all pedophiles. They all eat children. They drink their blood. That's what they do. That's how they really 
practice their religion at the time. That is why this child sex trafficking is so near and dear. And this is a big reason why I believe they're raging so much right now because that network is being exposed. And there's a lot of people waking up. You know, just the prayers for my listeners alone and other people, other ministries out there, people praying about this, people are getting their eyes open. Satan knows what's going on. They're panicking. And this is why they're trying to advance their timetable and why they're getting so incredibly aggressive right now. Because they know people are waking up and they know more people are starting to see this and they know more Christians are starting to pray about this and and it's freaking them out and they're going for broke and they're pushing in all their chips because they're trying to stop it. So, um, and I'm going to talk a lot about that today. It goes on to say, I am not as love-filled as you are because I wish that they were all thrown into the abyss with zero way of returning. Uh, I, I need to work a whole lot more on my love toward the wicked as well. So I'm not judging her at all in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I get it. I totally understand that. To kidnap a child or a teen to torment and cook them and eat them, it makes my mind just shut down really. And that's a, a big reason why people won't even look at this. Because they're like, no, 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 I can't be. Just shut down. They, they just they get to a point where it's just, it's reality, guys. It's reality. It's how they practice their religion. It's what they do. And they love it. You know? Well, if you were a demon-possessed vessel of Satan and you wanted to do something that would be nearest and dearest to Satan's heart, wouldn't you think that's where you would end up? End up, You know? Sacrificing small children and infants and torturing them and, you know, eating them and, you know torturing them to the maximum so they were to secrete the maximum amount of adrenochrome in their body so that when you drank your blood they would get that same thrill or whatever high from all the adrenaline and the adrenochrome in their blood that's what they that's why they do it and the and the child sacrifice they view that as another way to get more power so what's going on at the top i'm, I'm more and more convinced of it every day if, if you're on my email list you need to get on it it's free Go to contendingfortruth.com, you know, click on the, the, uh, subscribe to the health and the, uh, end time events. It's free. Sent out about, I don't know, anywhere, probably about the maximum I ever sent is about three emails a week. Uh, maybe about maximum. But I've never, ever seen the pedophile network exposed like I'm, I'm seeing it now. And I think that's why they're raging more now than they've ever raged before because they're coming out man they're coming out party they're they're going to try to legalize pedophilia and the whole nine yards that's where this is heading if they get their way uh she says i cannot even warn my teenage boys because their dad and them think i am crazy they just all laugh what are we supposed to do in this world that god has left us in well again i would reference back to the verses i just covered and what i've just said it's a good a good um thing to do and then also my response is, okay, now in response, I would say it is important to have balance, meaning when you're feeling this way, you may just want to back off this material that I and others are putting out for, you know, two to three days or more if needed. Just focus in on the love of God, on praise and worship music, praise and worshiping him, 
listening to praise music, listen to like Henry Groover testimonies, um, or, you know, focus more in on that positive mindset. And I, I tell her, this is what I do when I'm feeling overwhelmed. And then the Bible talks about in Philippians 4, verses 7 through 9, it says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, again, th this is balanced out with, like, listening to the watchman as well. Because the watchman typically isn't going to tell you what you want to hear. And his report might not be good. But that's, it's, it's, it's just as unbiblical, though, to ignore truth. And to ignore the devices of Satan. And, and to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. And to ignore the watchman. So, again, it's a balancing thing here. And everybody's different. Some people can take a lot more of it than others. The point is, is are you praying about these matters? You know, you might only be able to take a little bit of this once a week and then the rest of the week you're focused in more on the positive aspects of God, but you're praying about the wickedness as well in your prayers. Fasting if you feel so led. Educating others. I think that's the, be the best way to handle it biblically. Um, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Okay, and then to end this part, because I'm already at 45 minutes, um, here's a list of current event prayer points. And I should be doing this every single teaching. Should be doing this, because this is something you could just look at or print out. And these are just some things to really think about, like for this week, and I'll, I'll really, really leading into the midterms. Um, which here's some prayer points, midterms. We've got like 80 days now, or I don't know, probably 79 days till midterms. And I don't mean this from like, oh, it's Republican, Democrat, whatever. The midterms, I'm telling you, this is the most important midterm election ever in the history of America. Um, if the Democrats get what they want, they will, first order of business, they will impeach Trump, and only God knows what is going to come after that only god knows they'll probably try to find a way to insert hillary in there or something um and they are pulling out all the stops they're totally shutting down all they're trying to shut down all alternative media every other place that you can possibly get truth they're trying to totally shut it down prior to the midterm so they can totally control the narrative because I think they've got some very, very nasty things playing between now and midterms. Now, does that mean God's going to let them get away with it? Not necessarily. I believe God's intervened over and over. But there is going to come a day, most likely, that they're going to be able to pull this stuff off. Because, you know, I don't see how we get into what the Bible talks about in Revelation and in the New, in the New Testament and into Daniel and where it talks about the Antichrist and the false prophet arising without it getting really, really bad at some point. I don't see how we escape that, you know. Um, maybe God could intervene and we could have a lot more time to educate other people. I, I don't know what his plan is, but I do know what the Bible says. I mean, I know what his plan is overall because I know what the Bible says, but I don't know his timetable, I should say. I'm not a date setter. Uh, but 
Pray for Trump and those surrounding him, particularly the righteous people, that God would surround him with righteous people, that he would get good counsel. Because he's got a lot of very, very bad counsel. He's made some really boneheaded decisions. And some of it I think he was forced into. Some of it I think might be just purely due to pride, him thinking that he knows whatever and he doesn't. Uh, it's hard to say. But I will say I'm very much glad that he's in there as opposed to Hillary. You know, can, I, can you imagine what it would be? I, I seriously doubt I would be online. I think that all the stuff with alternative media would have been shut down within months of Hillary getting into office because she, he, she was the last nail in the coffin. And they had already, it was such a foregone done deal. They had already had the magazines printed up with her on the cover. They, the champagne was chilling in the celebration room on the, and then they lost and they've been in full freak out panic mode ever since then. And I also know my listeners and a lot of other people were praying regarding that election and regarding the pedophilic issue, probably about as hard as we've ever prayed. And she didn't get in. So I don't think it's an accident. Uh, okay, other things to pray about. The Chinese, Russian, and Muslim fifth column sleeper cell soldiers embedded in America. We're going to be talking about that today in depth. This is a very important study I'm doing today regarding what could be around the corner i'm trying to do studies now more so on things that need to be addressed that either i have not addressed or that are breaking current events that could be impacting us in the very near future uh, another thing the next point is um cern and all the particle colliders and the d-wave quantum computers that i really believe are changing our reality in different ways shapes and forms and they're they're literally opening portals and things of this nature to let a lot of evil entities into our plane of existence that were not here before the bible talks about in the revelation that the, the abyss is going to be open and you know all that so this is like the preliminary things for that all the witchcraft that's being done uh to also cause this as well uh, pedophile and sex trafficking networks to be exposed and annihilated that's being done but it needs to be done in even a higher more aggressive rate because the pedophiles are literally i mean they're the ones that are behind all this trying to absolutely totally shut down they're, they're the, really the ones that are behind all the wickedness that we're seeing right now because they're at the top of the food chain they are at the top of the food chain from a from a political from an economic from you know that type of standpoint the lgbt movement and the normalization of pedophilia to be stopped okay lesbian gay bisexual transsexual that's what lgbt stands for um abortion clinics worldwide planned parenthood all those you know for their absolute total eradication to shut them down these are all the things that I'm seeing are the most biggest red flags, nearest and dearest to God's heart, I would think that he would want us to pray about. Now, this isn't exhaustive. There's probably about a thousand other points I'm leaving out, but these are some of the big ones. The dues, which are these directed energy weapons causing the fires worldwide, and particularly in California. I mean, that state is just literally like, you know, 
an inferno. They're doing it all on purpose to, to get us out of the country, to get us into the stack and pack cities, to kill a whole bunch of people in the process. These directed energy weapons, I mean, literally, they're just burning up the houses, melting the cars to the ground, and the, and the, and the, surrounding, the surrounding trees and foliage are left untouched many times. It's totally a satanic technology. And we're going to actually find out Today we're going to talk a lot about that and we're also going to talk about how China is doing this and is behind this. Um, man, I tell you, this study is so heavy duty. This is such an important study I'm doing today. And then the um, these, these directed energy weapons causing the fires worldwide and the planned deep state and Muslim false flag events prepared between now and the midterms. They're wanting to pull off some really, really, really big false flags. Blame it on the conservatives. They're setting Alex Jones up for all this. They're accusing him. And I, regardless of how you feel about Alex Jones, I covered this last week. But they're wanting, it's bigger than Alex Jones. They're wanting to blame it on Alex Jones, his listeners, the whole conservative movement, Christians, pro-Second Amendment people, Trump, anybody that supports him. They're wanting whatever they're going to do. They're going to want it to do it so like they're the victims Look at what these evil people, they totally control the narrative because they control all the mass, lamestream, prostitute, corporate media. And they have the absolute total vehicle to totally blame us and demonize us while making themselves look like, you know, Mary had a little lamb. Her fleece was white as snow. You know, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Like, we're so innocent, we're so puritanical, we can't believe you you evil, wicked, sick, Christian conservatives did this to us how dare you we're gonna have to kill all of you and put you in concentration camps and impose martial law because you need to be stopped you're all insane the and when in reality it's the exact opposite narrative they're the ones to blame they're the ones creating it all they're the ones that are beyond intolerant they're the ones that are the pedophiles they're the ones that eat children and drink their blood they're the ones behind the muslims they're the ones that will totally want to take our rights away and our second amendment away because they're of the father, the devil and of his lust and of his works. They will do. They love evil. And they feel that it's that grip is slipping away from them because a lot of people are waking up. So that's all I have for um, this part. And um, that now we'll segue into the information more of the watchman information in the remaining parts of this study and this again is a very very important study regarding things that everybody needs to know because everybody knows people that are um that probably live near the coast or on the coast and people that live in california and just ways to pray against what we're dealing with here so God bless you, and um, we will see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N. D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. 
In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.